You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. You're tuned into the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. I'm Jimmy Moyaha, standing in for Fifi Peters today. Um, and now we turn our attention to something that's happened domestically. That's quite an achievement for uh, not only South Africa, but for the housing and infrastructure development within the country. Uh, South Africa has printed its first 3D printed house um, and or 3D printed building rather and not only is it 3D printed but 3D printed using concrete. Uh, we're chatting to Rali Mampuele who is the chair of the Mampuele Foundation is also, and also the CEO of the South African Housing and Infrastructure Fund on this latest achievement uh, by the University of Johannesburg. Rally, thank you very much for your time. Um, do you want to just give us uh, a, an idea of how monumental this achievement is and what this actually means for the housing sector in South Africa? Yes, good evening to you and your listeners. Um, I must say this is really a, a great time for South Africa and the continent uh, um, you know, it's been amazing for us to see the first wall going up, uh, being printed in the in the continent in South Africa, and to the day where we saw a finished house uh, that is in, sitting at the University of Johannesburg. This has been an amazing partnership between academia, our government, and private sector, where ourselves as the Mandela Foundation contributed in sponsoring. Uh, the students to study this new technology, uh, working with the University of Johannesburg in making sure that we can find different ways on how we can accelerate delivery of affordable housing in South Africa. Now, Rally, just run me through this. I mean, I've seen a 3D printed can, I've seen a 3D printed pen, but but how do you 3D print a house with concrete? I mean, surely the the, the complexities around that and the the machine. Uh, how big is this machine that's that's printing all of this? Is is it printing it? Uh, I, I read the report saying it's printing it layer by layer, but what does that really mean? Is it is there human intervention? How, how did this actual process happen? So it's quite amazing. I mean, one of the the, the, the issues that will come next is the issue of jobs. So just to answer your question, there they, there's about three to four operators. Uh, some people will then go and pour the, the actual cement that the technology, uh, the substance of that cement has got an element of concrete. You still have somebody who goes and actually put the water just after you printed uh, the unit. And again, you still have people that have to go and install your electrical parts, your plumbing and others. So the 3D print just build the wall. And what it does, basically, you, you put concrete, just like you will put ink into your machine. In this case, the ink becomes the concrete. So mm. you put the, 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 the concrete inside the machine, and, the, and you put the plans, and actually the machine will then be operated by a human being, and then it will automatically be able to build exactly what you had put as a plan. We are able to build about a, a house, and a typical RDP house in about eight hours, it cleans the walls. And then it can take a few other days to sort of finish up the roof and, and, and other amenities. Mm. No, no, I mean, eight, eight hours to build an RDP house is extremely impressive considering what can be done in the housing space. How safe are these houses? I mean, surely there, there's obviously that question is to say, traditionally, I mean, we're used to sort of bricks and mortar being put together by individuals and, and people. I mean, technology is advancing at a rapid rate. Is there a compromise on safety or is safety improved given the fact that this machine is remarkably accurate, it takes measurements to the millimeter and it doesn't miss a beat there, um, just fr- from a building perspective and a structural perspective? 
Precisely. I mean, the machine does exactly what you ask it to do. Uh, what we've seen is that, fortunately, we live in a country where we have regulators. So you'll see it at our launch at the University of Johannesburg. We had the CEO of the NSBRC. There are regulators that look at cement, uh, making sure that you've got the right concrete, the right cement. Um, actually, the 3D print uh, MPA is actually stronger than a typical brick and mortar um, uh, type of technology. But secondly, we have Agrima SA, she was also there, and essentially these are the people that give a license once they've gone through the testing of all the machines or any technology that has to do with innovative building in the country. They have a look at it and they can be able to see if they can um, approve it for you. So we are sitting with a very country that is really, really highly regulated in making sure that the public is safe. We have invested time money and making sure that we have students studying this thing. So we're at the, basically we're at the laboratory right now, making sure that we can check all the things that need to be checked. And by the time we go out and actually implement this thing, it will definitely be safe uh, for the country. There are already 10 units in the continent that are almost 80% to completion. In Kenya, where our partner Lafarge uh, has already got a building there. So in terms of safety in other parts of the world, there are units that are actually of high end that are already standing and it's working. So to just give you a quick example is that we need to look at innovation as a new thing. We cannot run away from it. Mm. So if you look in the olden days, you used to have a telephone landline and then came cell phones, and which could be the next question, the cost. So cell phones are quite expensive versus a telephone uh, landline. But all of us are now using those telephones. You and I are doing this interview and I'm using my cell phone. But you know, in the olden days, you wouldn't imagine that you could have a working uh, cell phone, you know, and you know, so it, so people need to understand that this is new innovation, and I think we're quite excited, and we think it's definitely going to make a big difference in terms of the speed on how we deliver um, affordable housing in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you mentioned something very important there, Ali. Cost is this method cheaper than existing methods that are there, and being cheaper, is it more sort of environmentally sustainable? Is it more energy efficient? Um, is Innovation, as you rightly mentioned, is something we can't avoid. It's something that's going to be consistently coming up. But is this method going to be uh, a method of the future that's going to be used more widely? And is, is it something that's more affordable than the current methods we have? Yeah, certainly. I mean, um, you know, all of us these days, we are looking at how we, 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 we do construction. It must be sustainable material. We need to look at issues of climate and all of that. So we, we mm. did the tick in the boxes. So what we've done at the Montpelier Foundation, we've invested uh, just around 5 million rand to postgraduate students to actually allow them to have a couple of months and years to study. We have some plans to actually take them to uh, to the Netherlands where the machine was manufactured. We want to have a look at an opportunity to say, let's study this as South Africans. There could be opportunities as with the preliminary studies by our professors and uh, the students it indicates that the, the, the 3D print will slightly be more affordable than a typical bridge and water um, motor um, um, technology. However, we are not saying this is going to be the only technology, but we certainly believe this will definitely be one of the big uh, innovative in terms of uh, accelerating the development of affordable housing. 
Yeah, I mean, the Department of Human Settlements in KZN is already committed to, to, I think it was 10 units around that. So I think from a low-cost housing perspective, it's something we can definitely look forward to. Um, and it's it's just further proof that public and private partnerships really do work. Um, we just we, we need to explore them more and explore them in a sustainable manner. But thanks very much for that, uh, Rally. That was Rally Mampuele, who is the chair of the Mampuele Foundation and also the CEO of the South African Housing and Infrastructure Fund, talking us through the first 3D-printed house in South Africa. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.